Hey, York Alliance, welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Monday, August 31st, this last day of August. And traditionally, that feels like the last day of the summer. It's a little bit of a cooler day today. And so that kind of uh, that works together. But there's still going to be a bit of summer to come as the heat comes back later this week. And uh, for many of us, it's been uh, one of the strangest summers on record. As we start to move into the fall season, it feels like we kind of missed summer to some degree. And so um, I I hope that you are finding yourself able to be refreshed, to keep your head above water during the season. I know it's a stressful one for many, and I know there's a lot of weight to the season. And so uh, my prayer for these daily podcasts is that would help to give us perspective on what's happening in the world around us and how the word speaks to it. Uh, sometimes in a really encouraging kind of uh, meet us where we are kind of way where uh, God pulls our heads up and sometimes in a more challenging way where uh, we are asked to, through the word of God, look at our hearts and our culture and what it means for us to engage in our culture. And I think um, today will probably be the latter, uh, a bit of an examination of our hearts. I want to Look back into Matthew chapter 18. If you were with us on Sunday morning, we made the the decision to do all of Matthew 18 all at one time, which was a little aggressive. And so we weren't able to dig into each section as deeply as I would have liked. And so uh, we'll spend a couple days this week at least digging in a little bit more deeply. And so um, at the beginning of Matthew 18, we talked about the idea that Jesus is calling us very specifically into being the kind of community that apprentices of Jesus are to be. There's a, a vision that Jesus has not just for us as individuals, but for a community of apprentices. And so the calls that he's making to us are calling us into being that kind of community. And so he begins with this call to humility by inviting us to be as little children and to pay attention to the little children. And in the middle of that, there's this uh, interesting statement that he makes. I'm going to pick up in verse 7. It says this, Woe to the world for temptations to sin. For it is necessary that temptations come, but woe to the one by whom the temptation comes. And if your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet to be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away, for it is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes be thrown into the hell of fire. Now, the whole conversation of eternal fire and hell is something that we'll look at in a subsequent daily podcast. But for today, what I want to look at is this idea that Jesus is giving to us of cutting off our hands, cutting off our feet, gouging out our eyes. These are, um, man, they're, they're strong language. And if you've been reading through the Gospel of Matthew, it's not the first time that he's used that language. So if you jump back to Matthew chapter 5 in the Sermon on the Mount, the same language is used. I'll pick up in uh, 
verse 27 of Matthew chapter 5. You've heard it said, you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away, for it is better to lose one of your members than your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away, for it is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body go into hell. So a very similar language from Jesus, and I think uh, the parallel helps us to understand exactly what Jesus is saying. Um, Maybe it's more clear in Matthew chapter 5 because of the words of Jesus. He says in verse 28, um, I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Now, that phrase, in his heart, is a really important one because then he goes into the physical uh, entry points of lust, eyes and hands, rather than heart. So the question that I think the listener should be begged to ask is, if you gouge out both of your eyes and cut off both of your hands, can you still commit adultery in your heart? And the answer, of course, is yes. Uh, There's no way to physically limit yourself from committing adultery in your heart. So what Jesus is talking about is clearly not about stopping lust through this idea of self-mutilation, cutting out your eyes or cutting off your hands. And, And I think the same thing is true in Matthew chapter 18. Is it possible to be a stumbling block to these little ones, those who are weak, those who are hurt, those who are on the fringes of the Christian community, if we cut our hands off or cut our feet off? Is it possible still for us to do that? And of course, the answer is yes. Um, the mutilation of our body doesn't cause us to stop sinning. I think in both instances, what Jesus is trying to get at is the severity with which we need to see this sin. Obviously, for a person to willfully choose to cut off a hand, cut off a foot, gouge out an eye, that's a significant level of seriousness. And that's the heart that Jesus is trying to get at. He's saying it would be easier to go that route than it would be for you to continue in this path of sin. Not because cutting off your hand, cutting off your foot, gouging out your eye stops you from sinning, but rather you should be taking your sin that seriously. So interpretively, what Jesus is saying is, take this really seriously. Be serious about not causing others to sin. The then application question we have to ask is, how do we take it that seriously? How do we uh, begin to live out this command of Jesus? Certainly, it's not by chopping off our hand or chopping off our foot or gouging out our eye. What's he actually asking us to do? And I think that can fall into a couple different categories. One of them is the heart of what Jesus is saying, paying attention to the weaker among us. One of the things that we've come back to again and again over this season is the the Um, tension that we as Christians feel in standing up for our own rights and making our own statements, exercising our own rights of speech or action versus paying attention to and caring for what Paul calls the weaker brother in Romans chapter 14, 1 Corinthians 8 and 9. And here, what Jesus calls the little ones. 
So I think, first of all, we need to be those who are willing to give priority to those who are not exactly where we are. And so that means that we're willing to do whatever it takes to be able to care well for the people around us. There are times where that's as simple as saying, instead of having a conversation with a person that I'm regularly in conversation with and whom I know deeply and is a a devoted and mature follower of Jesus, I'm going to, on a Sunday morning at a zone worship gathering, for instance, go talk to somebody that I don't know that seems to be on the outskirts. Sometimes it may be paying attention to the way that I'm speaking or acting, or might I say, posting on social media, paying attention to the implications that those actions or words have towards those who are the weakest among us. And then I think it's a matter of being willing to restrict our rights. I think that's the heart of what Jesus is saying here is it's it's better to cut off your hand or cut off your foot or gouge out your eye than it is to be a temptation to these little ones, these weaker vessels. And so we need to be willing to, at the very least, be willing to be inconvenienced or even sacrifice rights moment by moment in a a willingness to care for others. And so there's a a focus on others that needs to be a part of it. And then on the other side, there's an active nature to it. There's a, a sense of saying, I'm going to go towards those who are struggling and I'm going to invest in them. So in this season, that may be those who are anxious, those who are overwhelmed, those who are trying to navigate the season and struggling to do it. Young parents who are trying to manage kids, particularly with a strange or different schooling situation. Teachers that are uh, wrestling. That's one of the reasons why our first Wednesday this week is going to have a focus very specifically on students, college students, teachers, and administrators. This is a difficult season for many of, uh, many of them, and we want to be able to lift them up and encourage them. Uh, with with action. And I think what Jesus is calling us to do in this entire passage is to get our eyes off of ourselves. Within the ideal of Christian community, the community of apprentices that Jesus is envisioning, one of the key aspects of that community is that we are more concerned about others than we are about ourselves. This is difficult for us in a world of self-focus, in a world where the highest good is seen as self-actualization rather than uh, communal and collectivist thinking. There's a, a, a collectivity to the community that's important and good and is not something that's to be avoided. And it's the heart of what Jesus is saying, care for those around you. And so, friends, can I encourage you as we go into the week this week to have eyes open, first for the community and second for the larger community, those who are not followers of Jesus but are impacted by our words and actions. What does it look like simply for me to pay attention to whether what I'm saying or doing can be a stumbling block to the little ones, those who are on the outskirts of a community but are seeking and seeking to follow after Jesus, or at least to uh, observe what it is that the community is doing. And so um, let's be those who live with open hands, who live otherward, and who live with intentionality in a community 
that is developing more and more as a community of apprentices of Jesus. Hope you have a great week this week. As we go into the week, may we be prayerful and have eyes open for the opportunities that Jesus has before us. I pray that the grace and peace of Jesus would rest upon you, dwell deeply within you, and as he transforms you, may the Spirit of God flow from us to a waiting world. Amen. Look forward to being back with you again tomorrow.